You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 266 of PHP Ugly, the LTE version. I'm your host for the time being, as long as my Wi-Fi holds up, which I actually don't have. <laughs> Eric, in with me is John. Not Wi-Fi. Not Wi-Fi. Not, not Wi-Fi. It's, it's, it's not Wi-Fi. The audio is nice. Yeah. The video, not so much. Well, you're not really missing out then. <laughs> and my other co-host... Tom. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 Wi-Fi hookup fell through, and so we're going to try to stream my my stream off of uh, LTE and see if it works. AT&T LTE. So, not even see not even wait, 5G. Why why are you not going through your your 5G phone? Do you not have 5G connection there? <clears throat> I don't know, John. <laughs> I do. But LTE was on my iPad. And it very nicely asked, hey, do you want to get on the internet? Because I'll, I'll hook you up through the iPad. And I'm like, yeah, hook it up. I guess I could have used the phone. But Glad I we're working it out now. <laughs> uh, I guess I should have been there. Life is rough. About, should have been there 10 minutes ago for you to help get you hooked up. Yeah, well, I was, I was negotiating with the IT guy up until I dialed in with, what's the Wi-Fi? Give me the Wi-Fi. And then all of a sudden, he replies... You know what? That actually might not work. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Why would it not work? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, Rules. I'm not, I'm not part of I promise I'm so. not hacking in. I want to do a stupid show. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, we, we were clear. Told them everything. Matter of fact, even sent them a link to the show so that they saw that it was like an appropriate show for as appropriate as we are. But. <laughs> So wait, you sent them a link to the show, and then they said, you know what? The Wi-Fi thing might not work out. <laughs> it, uh, it actually crashed. I'm sorry. It yeah, work. Weird. <laughs> weird. I have a, I have another location that I can Wi-Fi from that I'll do next week. So and I, I know that that Wi-Fi works. Well, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait, see, wait to curse it. Get up there. <laughs> yeah. Is that from your, so how's your new office doing? space? Yeah. Yeah. My, my little co-working office that i rented yeah how's it how's Very that working nice out for you it's working out really well happy i did it you know our living situation you know we got five five adults and three cats living in a very small area so having an office to go to has been extremely helpful extremely helpful and they're nice yeah. people there too you know i forgot like that whole co-working community is like a whole thing you know like they have their own vibe and stuff you go there and like everybody's cheerful and happy and Ooh. working on new projects and startups and you know they have all the like energy in the world that everything's going to work out for them and i'm like <laughs> yes. yeah i've been doing this a while now <laughs> tone it Damn down it. just a little bit they haven't been stepped on yet. Let me go to my private <laughs> office over here because I don't I don't want to try to absorb any of that energy. <laughs> Is it just this one door? Can we have other like can I get like those those doors that like shoop like in the Death Star? Can I get one of those? Is that possible? Yeah. Can I get a more enclosed cubicle type space? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's surprising to me. Like I think I understand I live a fairly privileged life and I feel like it wouldn't surprise me to find out I spend a thousand dollars a year 
at Starbucks between the whole household because we all have the same, we all use the same card. And it just, I'm just amazed. Like, just one day they wouldn't let, like, they wouldn't let him again, like, wash his feet in their sink. I'm like, come on. I don't have a lot of places. I'm just trying to wash my feet. I spend money here. You'd think they would just let it slide, but no, apparently it's some health regulation or something. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess man got to wash his feet at. I have the distinct feeling that you spend way more than you think at Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at 15 bucks a day, which doesn't even count your whole family. That's like two people a day. That's, yeah, we, we came to, came yeah, to the that's realization. $5,500 in a year. Again, I understand I'm speaking from a point of privilege, and I'm kind of embarrassed to be doing that because it's like, I, whatever. But we bought coffee for the entire family. Usually, it's just like one or two people buying coffee for themselves. But because of recent situation, we bought coffee for the entire family. And we came to the realization that the balance we carry on that gift card isn't enough to pay for everybody. <laughs> we had to up yeah. that balance. <laughs> yeah, you're making a car payment. At Starbucks. <laughs> a couple. Just, you need to get one of the travelers for the house. Like, you go go get just a big thing of coffee and bring it back. I like this traveler. Or a coffee machine. Make coffee we have a coffee home. machine. Yeah, we have, a, we have a coffee machine. It's just, you just don't want to dirty dishes. You got to understand, like, everything. everything they is sell just paper cups. You're a paper cup. Let's talk about something he's, else. He's, he's living out of his suitcase. Get, let the guy have a break. Or give the guy a break. <laughs> yeah, how long are I you in a suitcase, PHP. by the way? You're, you're there for, huh? you're there until January, right? January 1st. Pro- probably, technically, I think first is Friday, second, third. Probably the fourth is when we'll sleep our first night in the in the new house. Get the house painted before you move in. Yeah. I don't think we need to. Oh, okay. Pretty house. That end up. I did, I did you take your talking advice. Now. I did take your advice and grab a movers so all our stuff is in storage i mean that that was like the thing it's like yeah but it's not just one storage it's like 12 storage units <laughs> well we have the pod the pod has all the heavy stuff in it and the, the thinking behind is if we put all the heavy stuff in the pod then all we have left are boxes but that turned out to be a lot of boxes <laughs> a lot yeah. more than we thought it was going to be so yeah yeah we have we have movers who are going to move the stuff out of the storage units for us and take it up to the house very excited cool all right so you want to talk about php i do guess- Oh, Guess can we t- talked about, about PHP uh, for 45 minutes today to a bunch of seven and eight-year-olds. Oh, wow. Um, got to share this story. You did not. Do, were any of them interested so, in writing an article for PHP? Article? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> they can write it in Crown. That, that's been done before. We're okay with that. <laughs> you just pretend you wrote it on a whiteboard and take pictures of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that, that's how that scene from Silicon Valley works out is you go to a bunch of seven-year-olds and take photos of their whiteboard, steal their their middle-out technique. <laughs> that is such a disturbing thing to say, Tom, and John doesn't even understand why. I don't. I what don't. is wrong with you? That's, <laughs> that is a different reference. You are You are following me down the wrong path there. <laughs> That's like. Tell me, like, okay. So this is this what? is a this is where you follow that up the guy who's like me. a super buff fireman, and he talks about saving kittens, and then you're like, "Well, I'm a software developer manager." <laughs> I am so confused right now. Is that not what you did as a parent? Me? Uh, yeah. No. All right. I thought you guys were still in Silicon Valley or whatever no. you're talking about. Okay. No. So my kid's school did an hour of code today, and they asked for. 
parent volunteers. And it originally was, we want parents that do coding for a living to submit a 30 second or one minute video. And they were going to do a compilation and share it with the school. Well, as soon as I submitted, they quickly turned around and said, well, actually, we want you to do it live and be in the in the classroom. So do it live. <laughs> So a handful of handful of us did presentations in various classrooms today, but there was no guidance on what they wanted. It started out with it's it's hour of code. We want you to talk to our students about how you use technology on a daily basis. So my entire presentation was more about how I use technology versus showing them code. So I'm sitting out out front before it was time to go in and I hear the the announcements go on the speaker and it's about the hour of code. And all of a sudden it hit me, crap, they probably want to see code. So I quickly put together just a couple of quick example scripts. Turns out I can't even connect my laptop anyway to, to anything. So all they had were my slides. So I spent time writing this code for nothing, but it turned <laughs> out to be great. I went into three different classrooms. I had 15 minutes in each and got to tell my corny jokes of I'm a web developer and sh- show a picture of Spider-Man to make all the kids, you know, excited really is your target audience yeah i'm like no i'm not not that kind of web web developer but it'd be way more fun to work with spider-man and then show him a web browser and we talk about that and i got to talk about diego dev and php architect and then just curious there, was your kid sitting at, at his desk like this no no <laughs> not not at all he actually has told multiple people that i did a really good job so thank you very much Time to kiss ass early, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I did bring up PHP Architect, the magazine. So expect sales to skyrocket tomorrow. At, you we're going to have tell to have parents. one of those color this page. <laughs> what's different between these two? What, what's different between these two code blocks? Yeah. <laughs> color, color by number. Find uh, the misspelling on the ti- on the cover. Find yeah, the missing so asked- semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked them, telling them that we, we published a magazine. I'm like, you think I use coding for for publishing a magazine? No, no, no. And then get to talk about all the different code that actually goes into publishing a magazine. And it was fun. There was way more than that. They they were doing binary thing where they were writing their name in binary. And the first class I went into, they hadn't done that at at all yet because I started their hour of code. So then I'm trying to explain what binary is because the teacher has no clue. All she knows is I have this sheet of paper that has the alphabet and the binary equivalent, and they're going to write it out. That's their knowledge of binary. And then there, before you write anything, you got to write test. <laughs> Kids were freaking out. Wait, we have a test? What the hell are you talking about? And there you go. I get to the second classroom, and they've already written their name in binary, but they still don't know why. So again, after my presentation, I get to talk more about binary, which is fun because I like binary. It's just different. So it was a good day. Good that morning. Sound, did you take uh, one of the Oscar elephants in with you? I took yeah. a not. I didn't take them in, but I took pictures of my herd up there and the huge elephants. So as mm-hmm. I'm talking about PHP and the mascot, I showed pictures, and the kids loved it. Like just thought it was great. And I got to, I brought up Minecraft and Roblox in all the classrooms. And as soon as I did that, all the kids were like, Ah! Like <laughs> so happy. I said their favorite games. Yeah, this is really hurting PHP's image of being a mature language for serious developers. <laughs> you know, seven year olds. Yeah. That's that's exciting. actually very exciting. That's very exciting. I'm, I'm envious. I would have liked to sit in on, but you know, I can't get within 50 yards of a school. But we'll get through that at some point. I thought yeah. it was 100, but okay, only 50. <laughs> Eric, what did you that, want that to talk awkwardly. about? Yeah, you, you wanted to talk about PHP. I oh, didn't I'm even just, your time. Eric, Eric no, trolled. Uh, 
Eric trolled our, tre- our Trello board this week. I'm not sure if hilarious. you saw that. I did. Elon Musk was, was was made Times Person of the Year. And Person of the Year. Eric plastered well, I, I it you all over the Trello it. board. There's nothing to talk about. Oddly enough, I, t- I took it off of all the lists except for Thomas apparently put it back on his list. Oh, that's my troll. Oh, I get you. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I dislike Elon Musk. I think he's a douchebag and... People, for some reason, don't understand that Times Person of the Year is not an honorific. It is just an acknowledgement. Stop being such a freaking mean person, Thomas. Yeah, was Jesus it, was it, oh, yeah. Was Poor it billionaire. Poor was richest man alive. List? Will he ever recover from my sick burn? He tweeted last week that he was pooping. The, this Did is the really? guy... Yeah, this is this is Times Man of the or Person of the Year. I'm pooping right now. Really great. Really great stuff. Was it his kids with his phone? Does he have kids? I don't know. Don't really care. But oh, he has he has a kid. You don't remember that story about what he named his dumb kid? Why would I remember? He I don't care. A child. Is it a child? Because he didn't give it a child's name. He gave it a, a beta release name. I, I, now I have to see how to pronounce it. <laughs> buttery, uh, next, buttery. I've never seen you tweet that you were pooping. No, Eric. How is your machine? working out of my house are you able to use it are you getting what you want out of it you're muted x I gotta be honest with you. a 12 move on we need to move on buddy this kid's named x ash a 12 okay. whatever yeah to be honest with you john i i think i've given up on it really well so i was i was trying to use the gateway and i don't know that just it was really sluggish for me um and i still had issues with well, honestly, the biggest issue I had wasn't related. The biggest issue I had was the code base I'm working on, the client code, code base I'm working on, does some unique things with the domain name. And so even though I was doing port forwarding and I even tried using Ingrok, the way it was doing these domain redirects, it was still breaking for my testing. So I'm like, all right, this is not, this is not going to work. This is, this is frustrating. So, but even that, the, the JetBrains experiment with the PHP Storm, it's functional. It works. I didn't do the projector, which is the which is the web-based version. Just didn't I really just didn't have much of a desire to do that, but it's still it would still be like a go-to if you needed to code on something like an iPad. I just didn't really see a need for that. The thin client through gateway, I mean it's functional. It seemed like it it was doing like a weird thing, like if if it's set too long without me typing in it, like say I, I go to lunch or something and I come back, it almost seems like it starts up another session because like all my layout is wrong again. You know, I, I'm, I'm that guy. I like to have my, my file explorer on the right hand side, not the left hand side. And it, Every, like every so often, I'd come back to my computer, and all that would be switched back around. That's so annoying. that was you think that that'd was be part annoying. of the client, not a session. Yeah, but honestly, the more I tried using it, the slower it felt. Like initially, I was very happy. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I have access to all this. I'm typing. I'm getting responses. But when I got into seriously coding with it, it was just like I just wasn't getting the response. And again. You know, it's me, so I'm using my Vim bindings, which was which were working. I mean, they're working fine, but I don't know if that was adding to the delay I was seeing as far as like auto completions and things like that. It just it just got really sluggish. So I, I would think it would have to be slow if it's all being done remote. Like it's all being done on yeah. your machine here, and it's got to be sent back to your client, right? Yeah, yeah. So. so I had switched back to Vim. 
and, and was using just straight Vim, which obviously worked just fine. But I still had that issue with this client and how they manage domains and all these redirects that they were doing. So fortunately, the workflow that I have, the tool chain I have now is just that devil box for my Docker containers. Mm-hmm. And I just installed devil box on my laptop, spun it up, working, working fine. Hmm. So it's still there. I, I still, I, I'm still using that machine because that's where like all, you know, anything that's a file that's not a repo is on there. So I, you know, I'm constantly moving stuff back and forth. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember when we first looked at their remote development solution. And I think I even mentioned that it looked more like a proof of concept. This is definitely a huge step forward, but it still needs some work. And the other thing I, I didn't I didn't even I didn't even do, which is still a very real option for me, because I do have PHP Storm on this desktop. If it was really like situation where like disk space was a situation or something well that, not even that but i could be syncing my files back and forth but again i lose that the the, the benefit to it was that my desktop <clears throat> is so much more powerful than a laptop so it's meant it should be so much quicker to do this stuff and it just that benefit wasn't there for me so it's joe, like, well joe, then i'll just i'll just do it locally joe asked what my upload was upload speed upstream and i yeah yeah, and I thought it was because of issues with the show, but he has a good point. It has could have an impact on your usage of the tools on your server here. I, yeah, I think I'm not, paying. It's not passing I'm, like chunks of images and stuff. It's just you know what I mean. I guess, it's like I'm not streaming a video. I know I got to see what I'm paying for because my max over the past thirty days is twenty eight, and minimum is twenty three. And I thought I was paying for way more than that. Up or down? Up. Huh? That's pretty good though. Yeah, upload speed of. 30? My down is closer to 500. Right. Well, <clears throat> it could be that you're running on Java and everyone's just trying to exploit you all at once. It could have been I was doing a backup and eating all the bandwidth, too. I mean, I did want to upgrade Pop! OS to 2110. Oh, the fancy new? Yeah. And because the auto-upgrade, for some reason, stopped halfway through. It stopped on, it was downloading the latest release. Don't know what happened. So then I started researching everything. I was like, make sure you have a backup first. I'm like, I think I have everything backed up already. Like, I don't really have much ephemeral Yeah, stuff. I hope you're not like, depending it's... too much on that spider oak, John, because I tried no, using I, that. Actually, I'm using a new thing, and it's uploading to Google Drive. Straight to the NSA. Just direct pipe. Yeah, yeah. So they I'm got just, a lot of storage everywhere. Anywhere you back up to is straight to the NSA anymore. I'm too lazy to have my to go buy my own NAS and have everything local. Yeah. So anyway, register it with the NSA. <laughs> exactly. So I went and I did do a backup of most of my files that I don't necessarily have in the cloud already. So that was running last night, and I am not using Spider Rope. Yeah, you yeah, could have got some interference from the bridge too. I think it's Deja Deja backup Deja. I don't know, I think it was Deja Vu, something like that. Well, completely trampling my segue into Log Four J. You guys been following this fun at all? Yes, yes, we yeah. Are. Hard, hard not to. What's that banner? The eight. 8 billion devices run Log4j and are vulnerable. <laughs> Turns out, yeah, they so Log4j that is this like default logging thing for Java and all you have to do is get a string into the log for it to remote execute code, which is the worst kind of vulnerability. <clears throat> And it turns out that's really easy to do. They patched it and a bunch of people updated their versions and got the patched version and stuff like that. But it turns out they were like too fast with the patch and the patch had another vulnerability in it that was just the same. No way. 
Really? Yeah. So now there's two patches for Log4j. <laughs> But it's it's really easy to exploit. That's the bad thing. Like it's really really easy to do because you just have to get a string sent to the logging system. Like so many people just log log, log the request. Yeah, like I want this just in case I need it. Right, and everything runs this. Like Minecraft servers, PHP Storm. You know, everything runs log4j, and it's just a massive problem. Everyone's panicking. Glad I'm uh, on VS Code. Don't have to worry about that. You say that, yeah, but you're VS not. Code never has an exploit. And you're fine. No, no, I'm good. And your PHP Storm is open to the world. Yeah, open Why source. I'm a member of a, I'm a member of a global community, John. <laughs> Okay, but why do you, why is your personal PHP Storm open on the internet? Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> he was using Gateway, John. But okay, you know you don't want to talk about that. You want to talk about PHP, and have I got the coolest PHP news for you? Well, is there anything that could like warn you about Log4j? Mm-hmm. Nothing I can think of. Honey Badger transforms you into a DevOps hero by combining error, uptime, and cron monitoring into a single easy-to-use platform. Stop wasting your time tailing logs and deploy with swagger. Visit HoneyBadger.io today to level up. Thanks, Honey Thanks, Badger. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Honey Badger, the official sponsor PHP only. You know, there's we didn't, mean to, we didn't mean to imply that they would like let you know if log4j was on your system or not no honey badger I'm, fixes everything you're fine don't, don't, i'm working don't, don't on apologize john i'm working on logging requests right now it's funny that this happened while i'm working on this project i'm logging all this stuff and we have it secured and we want to use like an aws service for this aws has what's it called athena which is like querying data that you have stored in s3 buckets as if it were an sql table but it's so yeah, but it's so strict on the formatting. It's this huge pain in the ass. And so I saw someone recommending Cloud Search. I'm like, oh, let me check this out. And everything that everything that teaches you how to implement Cloud Search starts with, hey, make sure that you're not spending a million dollars when you do this, because it's a crazy expensive service. And it's it's just like Elasticsearch, but it uses an S3 bucket. I'm trying to. I'm really struggling with this this requirement to have searchable encrypted logs. Searchable encrypted. That's yeah. not easy to do. No, it's not. It's very difficult, in fact. Why? So why do you... Well, I know you have sensitive data. Yes. Which is why you want to encrypt. What parts do you need? Do you need searchability on the On the encrypted data? value, yeah. On the sensitive data part? That is... She's a tricky one. We've, we've yeah, talked no about it a ton. Not on logs. I mean, unless you know exactly what you're logging and what you're going to be searching for. No. But even that, you're not going to be able to use a third-party service for that that I know of. Yeah, it's it's the solution is comes down to trusted environments, basically, which is how we ended up on AWS. <clears throat> is these trusted environments are separate from the encryption mechanisms elsewhere in our system, so they can operate in an unencrypted or a, a decrypted mode safely. So it's not literally searchable encrypted fields because by by the nature of encryption, that's not a possible thing. Yeah, or it shouldn't say, be. What's the point at that, that point? What's the, <clears throat> right. what's the point of encrypting them? Yeah, so this is sort of a this is a, a security offset, a, a safe site thing. It's it's very interesting. I mean, what AWS will allow you to do with encrypting S3 buckets and then sort of passing that encryption around within S3 is very is very interesting. But I hate S3. I yeah. mean, I, I worked on it for two hours and I was just like, I'm never touching this again. I <clears throat> the 
the IAM policy I created stopped working. Commissions. Yeah. Oh, commissions are, are finicky as hell. Yeah, it's terrible. So it's terribly it's terribly efficient, Tom. That's the thing. Security <laughs> no, is not convenient. It is not. It is not. It's really good at getting people to pay for AWS certification programs. True. That is a thing. Not to change subjects. Joe just shared something that's fascinating to me. Trino. He uses Trino. it to it basically queries, yeah, queries your S3 storage like using SQL-like access. Joe, why are you That's making great. us have to learn something new? It sounds like another column for a PHP architect. Just saying. Yeah, what the hell, Joe? Hold, you hold it on to not, that. Just stuff. Say no, write about it. Just saying, so you know, it's not Trino.com. Yeah, <laughs> Trino S3. Maybe look for that. Trino.io. I'm not finding it. Trino.io. Yeah. Previously, Presto SQL. Hey, we're looking. We're looking for feature article contributors with PHP Architect since we're talking about it. If you have ever wanted to write an article for a published magazine, then PHP Architect is the solution. I went to the wrong it's, thing. How do you spell Trino? Oh, Trino, not T R. Yeah, T R I N O dot I O. Yeah, just hit us up. Write W R I T E at phparch.com. and we will write. Very back. easy. Yeah. Easy. You, you let us know your. What you want to talk about, and we will respond if we like it or not. If you've ever done a presentation at a user group, or you've talked at your kid's school about PHP, any of that stuff, you can write about it. All right, I'll write. No, not you, John. <laughs> We've seen what you write. You're just really, you're really bad at it. Please don't. <laughs> That's funny because it's true. Hey, who who put the uh, Grinch hour of code in here? Did I did I miss I the conversation? No. Hour I didn't want to go. I talked about hour of code for the kids' school, and then afterwards remembered about this. So, and I didn't want to hijack and go back to my topic. But since you brought it up, I go into my kids' class, and again, it was they had one hour, and I had fifteen minute blocks as I went through. So, when I got to my kids' class. It was the end of their hour of code. And their teacher had them doing this Grinch hour of code, which is kind of like Scratch, where they were able to make things work. I haven't looked at it enough. Just what I quickly saw reminded me of Scratch. But I walk in and the teacher says, yeah, they're all on their Chromebooks right now. Don't be too upset if they don't interact with you or they don't ask questions. I'm like, love it. No, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, and because they're all in the middle of something, she's like, don't close your Chromebooks. So like, as I'm talking, the kids really did well for having the Grinch on their screen in front of them. And they had to take their headphones off. But I could tell throughout, there's some kids that kept trying to sneak their headphones back on or like all they want to do is look back at their screen. <laughs> this guy is boring. <laughs> it's funny. Hey, so I'm curious. You said Chromebook. Do all the students have Chromebook? Mm-hmm. Do they take them home or are they just there at the school? Just there at the school. Last year when he did homeschool when he was doing homeschooling, they gave him a Chromebook and it was horrible. I mean, they're just older, they were too slow. It just it was not a good experience. Half the no. things he needed to do, we had to give him the iPad for. So he would have an iPad for certain things and then could go back to the Chromebook for some things. Yeah. And I don't know what the difference is. I don't know like exactly what was happening. I don't know if it was just locked down too much from mm-hmm. the school's perspective. So the teachers say, go to this YouTube channel and it wouldn't work. <sighs> That's crazy, though. I mean, like, even that even that aspect of, here's your homework. Go to this YouTube channel. It's like, wait, what? That's crazy. That's yeah. nuts. It's a different, different day we live in. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to school, man. But, 
But it's nice. and I mean, there's a lot of good educational stuff on there, but I also feel like I have to be there every second he's on YouTube because you don't know what he's going to stumble into. There's shit like like this streaming on YouTube. Kidding me? No, there's stuff targeted towards kids that like takes dark turns. Oh, I know. I saw I saw a video where they were talking about this recipe channel, which is like they take a video of someone icing cakes and stuff like that. But they're telling like true crime stories while they're doing it. And there's no indication from the channel that that's what's happening. But like horrific details of true crime stories. But it's supposed to be like an, a cake icing instruction. It's bizarre. YouTube is... So your, is, par- so your parents yeah. walk by, they think you're watching cake icing tutorials? Right, but it's actually about a horrendous serial murderer. Great. But yeah, I mean, right, you yeah. know, don't be a helicopter parent. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, just put a bug in. Wait, I have the camera. I just need to make sure I get a camera, bug into their yeah, headphones. Just the, just the one camera. You've got yeah, enough cameras. Yeah. You got the whole Matrix scene. You know, you just yeah. got the all, all around them. So. You could you could recreate what they're listening to in <laughs> Dolby Vision. <laughs> just by watching like paperclip vibrate or something. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Oh, you guys man, upgrade to like uh, you guys upgrade to PHP eight point one yet? No. The release manager of eight point one is a horrible person. I refuse to upgrade to eight point one. He's gonna go eight zero to eight two. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. I'm skipping eight one altogether. I'm excited. Man. I, I should, shouldn't say that because right. I'm actually interviewing one of them. Are you upgrading enums? No, dude. React PHP. Oh, do tell. What about React PHP? React PHP is starting to get into the uh, fibers stuff, the green threads. <gasps> really? And, yeah. And so... That makes sense. That'd be perfect I got a, uh, Oh, yeah. But I got a nice blog post on, you know, async await in PHP with React PHP and, like, do's and don'ts. And I just sort of started, like, salivating while I was reading it. And, like, oh, my God, I just want to do so much with this. I'm a big But, fan. I mean, one thing states is like hey this you know don't use the don't use the root level don't use the php included async await stuff use the react stuff because the root level stuff is not intended for end users like it's a nightmare and react is here to make it easier Hmm. which is what i've been saying all along but i'm so i can't wait to be doing async stuff so what sort of async development would you do tom because i'm I'm always wanting to do something like this but i can never think of like a good like i don't know use case for async i have a ton of api calls that i make and many of them don't need to be synchronous so i i have you know when i'm populating a, a loan request i have eight external calls that i'll make that are getting information from various different sources from the base information that i have and right now it takes as long as eight separate requests because mm-hmm. it is request one till it ends request two till it ends why why are you not throwing those into jobs and waiting for the jobs to finish i'm throwing some of them into jobs but some of them it's we have we have a lot of different ways that we do it in some places it is a job but in some places it's in response to like an ASAP response to a user clicking on something. Right. So it really depends on it, like what exactly we're doing. But there are there right. are cases. Now, I'm, I am using like HTTP pools in Laravel, which does some async stuff. But the true strength of the async await when you're making API calls is that 30 calls takes the speed of one call once you do it correctly. So even when I'm doing it as, as a job, it just it only has to be the one job. It doesn't have to be 30 separate jobs firing off no I, I get that i'm just saying that right now if you do a synchro- synchronously like you said and you have eight jobs the second one doesn't start till the first one finishes 
Right. I don't know about Laravel queues and I'm not sure how they work, but what I do is I would throw it into Beanstalk. I get the job ID. I would get back all eight job IDs and then sit in a loop and wait till I got all eight responses. Sure. And that and that works, but this is the far more elegant solution. Oh, I, I completely that, agree. There's no question there. Yeah. yeah. So the, and the way Threading. that it works is the way that it works. Well, it's, it's not real threading. The way that it works is basically when when an HTTP request is not doing anything, it's just waiting for a response or what have you. It passes the pointer back to the main thread. And the main thread says, okay, work on something else then. So any pro- any processing you're, do that ha- you're doing that has downtime or waiting time. Just just do it like a real developer and use P-fork or forking. <laughs> mm, that's got its own problems too. Because remember, when you fork, you have to clone the whole app and no, spin it up. I've done that lots of times. I, I used to love using fork. I did too for a while. I've never used it. I've never used fork. You really have to have a specific use case for it. So what was yours? Don't recall what I was doing, but really, if you want to do a lot of things really quickly, you been off and you're like, okay, I have a child process and you just keep forking. So you get to a point where you have all the data you need. And then when you go to act on it, you create children. And then the parent just sits there and waits for the children to finish Uh, and come back. Gotcha. So like if you were like doing monthly reoccurring billing or something you could load up all your data and then start forking each one to process good interesting but, it, but like tom said you now got however many forks if you're not careful it gets out of control real quick if you if you have a ton of children you need to spawn off and you don't know exactly how much memory you're using you could quickly kill your machine yeah another thing so is then, that then you got to control number of processes you could write a, a WebSocket server with green threads where it's always listening and it doesn't do anything until it's not in a listening state anymore. One recommendation that this, this blog post makes is wrapping your whole application in an async function, which allows you to sort of manage your threads from within your application. So there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff, and this is just like the very beginner stuff. I don't even think this is officially on React yet. I think it's just a PR but really has me excited. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like I said, I like to react PHP a ton. I really want to try to do something with Octane. Joe Ferguson in our Discord channel, discord.phpfle.com, this month has a article on Laravel Octane. And I just, I love that. Just love that technology. I just, I don't have like a good enough use case to justify kind of doing it anywhere yet. And I feel like I actually, I think that back. I feel like I do. I just, I'm not in the right frame of mind. I don't think that way. It's very much like, like when I, when I used to try to think of good use cases for document stores, it's like I, I was, my mindset was so set on relational data database structure that I could never get my head around what made sense as a document store, even though. I had a lot of use cases where that was true. I feel like this is like the same thing. I have a lot of use cases where I can use it. I just don't have the mindset or or the experience to say, oh, yeah, this is where we should be implementing. And the fact that uh, I don't have a lot of use case in it just because I don't do that much Laravel. So I wouldn't even know where I would Well, React PHP is not Laravel. No, I know. Octane is. Octane is, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, see, I, I always feel like, like the the podcast is like something like I could write a job to process a bunch of the post show podcast stuff where it was I don't know 
I don't know, man. I, 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 there's so many things I want to do that I have no time for. I know. And then we get on a call today for, what was it, over an hour? Just dealing yeah. with stuff in Notion. It was like, from there, we had so many ideas of things we should be doing. Yeah. And John and I, we're, we're, we're only allowed to talk to each other for about an hour a week because we end up creating more work than we, <laughs> we saw. We're like, both at this point, especially with PHP Architect, we're both at the stage where... There's so much we want to do and so many good ideas. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know how or where we're going to find time to do this stuff. We got to find writers first. Tom, when are you going to write That's an article? Priority. As soon as I have a day off. Um, so you don't need just a, a whole week off. You, you know, you're, you're going to get a day off. You're going to be like, I should write for PHP Arc. You know what? I haven't had a day off in so long. <laughs> I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> I, you know, we had talked about, we had talked about something a while back that I finally brought up with my project manager today, which was cooldown sprints. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it got a very warm welcome. I'm very really? excited about it. Yes. <clears throat> because I had created a list of all of these cases that a cooldown sprint would really help us out. And everyone, everyone on the standup on the retrospective went, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds great. Talking like a project manager. Just another reason I don't like you, but I'm sorry. You it's my, my, mean I'm other muted. reasons. I'm sorry. I, thought I was <laughs> muted there. <laughs> you want to, you want to be frustrated? You want to really be frustrated? Absolutely. Sure. You know what a, you know what a bug bounty program is, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when somebody, a company or individual will pay money to, to find, but if you find a bug in their system or in their software, they'll, yeah. they'll pay you the money. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like Apple offers between 25,000 and a million dollars for a bug, depending on the severity. What type of bug do you have to find to get you a million dollar Paycheck. I don't know. Log four J. <laughs> Way to bring it back. <laughs> every every device in the world suddenly compromised is a pretty good example. Well, I didn't know this, but the U.S. government doesn't have a bug bounty program. I had for some reason figured that they have a bug bounty program, but they don't. Hmm. And so the the Department of Homeland what? Security this week launched the official U.S. government bug bounty program. And get this, you can earn up to five thousand dollars. Well, you. <laughs> Yeah, between five hundred and five thousand dollars, depending on, on how is, serious the vulnerability. This is, is. The, this is the government. They don't have any money to give you. Yeah, no, it's not like they just passed a two and a half trillion dollar budget bill and debt lease. And in debt. I I figure that if you found the most severe vulnerability every six months would be like really generous for a person actively searching for vulnerabilities. So that's $5,000 every six months. This is an amazingly poor amount of money. But not only that, this is not like a public, publicly available bug bounty program. You have to be accepted into the bug bounty program so that they can give you access to these websites and, and systems that they want you to test. So you have to work like exclusively on their garbage. <laughs> Is mind-blowingly insulting. The number one comment on Reddit for this was, it sounds like they're trying to entice people to sell bugs to foreign governments. <laughs> because, like, five grand for the most severe vulnerability is ridiculous. They gotta start somewhere. Yeah, not there. <laughs> I just think it's so crazy. You're taking it from the, the aspect of somebody spending, like, almost a full-time job looking for bugs versus, hey, I stumbled into this bug. Let me no, tell no, you about you, it. You can't, oh, I you got can't. five grand. Wow. You can't stumble into it. That's my mm-hmm. point is you have to sign up 
and use these services that are exclusively internal secured government services. You can't just like be using a service from them and stumble upon it. This it's only accessible to people who have access to it already. Like it's, I, it's you've got, so you've got to pay, you got to pay $12,000 just to get access. So. <laughs> get to find two bugs to break even. Yeah. It's a money-making scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> no. And that's, if you find, that's if you find, if you're going to sign up, what do you really, if you're going to sign up, please use code PHP ugly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that would be funny. They start getting a bunch of people typing in. That's that's what like if you buy anything online, always type in the code PHP ugly. Just see what happens. You never know. <laughs> I but see, I know that I know that what happened was somebody in IT in the government said we need this thing. We need to pay money to people for finding bugs. And the guy he was talking to said, so like finding the bugs or fixing them. He's like, no, just for finding them. He's like, we're going to give people money for finding bugs, but not even fixing them. It's like, how much do we pay our people to fix the bug? Well, it's you know, hundred thousand dollars a year to fix the bugs. So like, okay, split that up amongst fifty-two weeks. That's how much they get for finding a bug. Like somewhere, somewhere, some. Who had no idea how any of this stuff works made that decision for five thousand dollars at the maximum. Yeah, like it says to government. What I mean, I'm not and, really and sure. It's what a, it's a starting point. Maybe it, maybe it'll change. <laughs> it'll it'll change the first time someone finds the bug and sells it to Iran. Then they'll just cancel like, the whole like, program. You're assuming that doesn't happen already. Oh, I know it does, but whatever. Yeah, fun. All right. Right. You know, you know who else is fun? Our patrons. So we have a new Patreon. A we Patreon. saw that. I had. I typically only put the first name and last initial to help p- keep their privacy and anonymity. So L L Magazine. Yeah. Well, it would have been Laravel. Laravel M. Like, well, that, that's going to be confusing. Yeah. So Laravel Magazine. And they made a pub. They made it public by tweeting it. So they did. They, they did? did. Yeah. It was hysterical. Is they just launched their podcast. The first podcast was just the person behind the podcast explaining it. I'll give you one guess who was on the second podcast. You. Joe Ferguson. No. no. Fucking Steve. Fucking Steve. <laughs> Fucking Steve. Everywhere I turn around, that guy no, this is somewhere. Is, this is a plot to to try and take our patrons away from us. They're, this is They're going to try and sponsor us until our patron page is just them listed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Laravel Magazine. It it was it was cool. It was cool to see him. I I've been I've been popping over to the site every so often. It's a nice alternative to Laravel News, which is kind of the same recycled stuff. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, give, give them some love. They're, they're nice enough to make their link to our Patreon page. God, not even we do that. <laughs> Very cool. I thought it was thank very, you. Well, very thank nice you, patrons. Them. Yes, thank you to yes, all thank our you patrons. All the patrons. Joseph is not cool it. enough to have been invited uh, on the podcast. I, I, I like. Was, hang on, I like Buttery's comment about the bug bounty <laughs> fee. Where if they made any, I mean, it's so low because it's going to be people in China and Iran finding the bugs and then taking the money, support their own programs what are you are you are you in japan or in china are you in china i forget which one he's, he's in. in japan he's in japan he's in japan he's yeah. big in japan yeah he's six one apparently yeah. <laughs> so i did a Freudian slip earlier i just realized it i i called the php architect elephant oscar not archie did you i i missed that i totally now i'm thinking like 
maybe we should rename it to Oscar. I think I think that might even be a better appropriate name now. But Archie, Archie is the PHP architect. Uh, I love it. I, right I, there, Oscar and just actually pops there. in their head. It'd be Oscar, mm-hmm. Oscar o, or Archie O Elephant. Full name. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right, is that it? Are we done? Is that uh, it? I don't know. Like, do you want more? Do you want more bad news? I have a bunch. If you got PHP, if it's PHP related, I'll I'll let it slide. What's up? Well, I have some good PHP news. Let's hear it. Symphony has a tool called Flex. It's a composer plugin that makes it easy to add new features to your projects. It does a bunch of setup stuff. It's similar to some of the stuff that Laravel does. But Symphony has announced Docker, Docker Docker support with Flex now. They have a full Docker Compose package builder that lets you design and run up your Docker container for a new project just exactly the way you want it to. And I think that's super cool because I, I think Docker Compose is a pain in the ass. It's not a pain in the ass when somebody else does it for you. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> devil box, man. You just got to do devil box, telling you. I learned about devil well, box through PHP Architect just... Before, wait, like last year, I think they did. It might have been Joe that did the article. I don't remember who did the article on it, but yeah, I think it was. Well, the the symphony. This is really interesting. Yeah, the Symphony CLI now detects Docker Compose services and automatically configures your application to use them, which is really nice. I mean, if you've ever gone from scratch and tried to get a Docker project running, and you realize like, oh, it's not pointing at the right subnet of the docker container or like the two docker services aren't talking to each other like this is supposed to just take care of the whole thing for you so flex wasn't flex i don't know if they've rebranded this or not but wasn't flex like the micro framework for symphony yes so well no so oh okay (laughs) yes 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 and no symphony moved to a micro framework format. Right. Like Flex is like base install, right? Isn't that like the, right. the kernel the, where Flex, you start? Flex is the manager for the Symphony services that are available. So the, the base install is created with Flex, and then Flex handles the packages, the Symphony packages that are added to the install as you need this happened anymore. This happened around the same time that Laravel Spark, I think, happened. Where Laravel Spark, Spark, is, just, Spark is just a processing, yeah, credit card processing. What's the micro, the Laravel micro framework? Lumen. Lumen. Yeah. yeah. So Lumen is a separately maintained, separate project. When Laravel mm-hmm. gets updated, Lumen gets updated like a day or two later. Whereas Symphony, each individual package is maintained as its own standalone thing. So you start with Which- the the micro Which allows you to use use in in projects outside of Symphony, such as Laravel. Laravel uses a bunch right. of Symphony packages, not a Symphony application. It also lets you version things correctly, but that's a different story. So Flex is the is the management tool for your packages in Symphony, and it lets you go from Symphony as a micro framework all the way to full blown Symphony with everything installed. I got I got it. I got to do. I mean, uh, you know. We have we actually have an active use case for Symphony now. We need to get really? my head around this. Yeah, yeah, we do. Now I'm curious what you're talking about. What that use case is? The project you've been working on. Oh, right. isn't that Symphony? Yes, I think you are correct. <laughs> I don't know. You're working on it. <laughs> I don't pay attention to the framework. I just write the code. Yeah. I didn't care about that. And also. It also supports a Docker Compose override, which I haven't heard of before, but lets you like do different Docker compositions for different environments and stuff. You know, I think uh, I think Grumpy's 
what was the that open source project Grumpy had for conference speaking, call for papers or something? Open yeah. CFP. Open CFP. I think that was written in Symphony as well. The 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 rewrite he did it for it was in Symphony or use Symphony components. I forget. I need to do some Symphony, man. I just need to. I just need to do a pro- pick a project and start up Symphony. <laughs> now I also I also have a follow up to an issue I brought up a few weeks ago about a bug with hidden Unicode characters. Someone had had written a a vulnerability for many programming languages that used hidden Unicode characters. And somebody out there said, hey, you know, there's already there's already a bunch of use cases for crappy Unicode characters being detected. And so there's a extension for VS Code that gives you special highlighting and notification for non-standard Unicode characters. And mm-hmm. you can hover over like the box that it surrounds the character and it'll tell you what's going on in that in that area. It'll say, oh, this is a super weird Unicode type of Chinese language that shows up as blank on most computers and does this and this. Interesting. So, hey, can I, I got a question for you, Thomas. Fire away. Now that, now that we're winding down a little bit, are you still using Copilot? A lot. I used it a bunch today. So that, I, I, that I, a... Actually, before we started recording, I looked up if I could get a change log, and I couldn't find it, but it seems to have gotten smarter. See, that, that was another one of those things. Like, I installed the extension... When I was using Gateway, JetBrains Gateway, but Copilot never seemed to work. Then, so I, so what I ended up doing this week is I ended up bringing, and I don't know why I hadn't done this previously, but bringing my current PHP Storm on my Mac up to date, which wasn't that hard. I just sync it. The PHP Storm has a syncing mechanism, but it always takes a little time to get it all just right. Anyways. But I'm noticing, like on my on my MacBook, Copilot doesn't seem to be firing either. So I don't know if there's something wrong with my configuration or what's going on. Try VS Code. I, I love it, man. It's what? I've had it. You know, we we talked previously about how it can't see files outside of the file you're currently in, mm-hmm. and I think that might have changed a little bit. I think it might have gotten a little bit more access because it started auto completing methods that. It couldn't guess. Joe Ferguson knows me too well. He says my code is too terrible. Copilot just gave <laughs> up. It crashed and burned. <laughs> yeah, it's Sorry. somebody over at GitHub was saying, "Why is the server load so high for this one user? Can we just ban him?" <laughs> I often can't Shut tell if it's, co- if it's Copilot or just normal PHP Storm code completion. It should be colored differently in the IDE. So my I normal think, yeah, code with- completion. I think it is, but for me, it's completion is only like a word or two. Yeah, Codepilot will do whole blocks. (laughs) That's one. I very, I very rarely get whole blocks. I often get like a standard code completion, and then it often annoys me where it gives me what I want to a point, but then I want to change the string, and it's having to clear things out. Have you tried writing a comment and having it autofill from the comment? No, because that'll produce that'll produce multiple blocks. Like it'll produce chunks of code. No, nah, I haven't gone that far. Yeah. I don't want to talk to it. Do. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I was like, I don't want. I just want to. I just want to. It's not my friend. <laughs> right. I just want to write code. If it helps me, great. If not, that's fine too. I like I like talking yeah. to it though because you can talk to it kind of like you can like like Gherkin, the testing language, where you like give it a sort of a broken sentence, but you include all the relevant information, and it'll do a lot from there. And I kind of wonder if that's the the direction that Copilot might take is as a pseudo language. You know, it'd be sure there, well, there'd be cases where it'd be nice to pull up Copilot in like a 
a full dialogue box and tell it what I want to do. Oh God, no, no. I mean, it's auto, it's auto self commenting code. I was like, I want to log my Java application. Can you suggest a good logging system? <laughs> yeah, see, that's the danger of having Copilot installed on PHP Storm is that at some point someone's going to teach it how to how to submit a <laughs> an injection vulnerability as a suggestion. <laughs> and finally, right. finally we have finally fi- oh, wait, fi- no, finally we ha- finally we have the December issue of PHP Architect out is so it boom log into your php architect account check it out let us know your thoughts on the on the cover i would love to hear that we did, just we tweet did, us at php arch not, cover, not this very second thomas <laughs> our, our cover was a throwback to early php architect magazine slash just an overall change yeah chrome thanks just steamroll over me that's fine that we're winding down well, since it's fine <clears throat> chrome is pushing forward with manifest v3 which is the the sort of root level language that plugins use to communicate with what's going on. <clears throat> in Manifest V2, plugins could get information from the site before it renders onto the page. So it could actually pre-manage stuff like whether or not to show something as a particular format or in the case of ad blockers to tell it to just not load the thing at all. It just drop it from the HTML before it gets rendered. But Manifest V3 ends this. So plugins now don't have access to the data before it's rendered, which is a big pain in the ass and everyone's really upset about it. And it is sort of a privacy problem now. A lot of stuff like NoScript and Adblocker will stop working as they're supposed to, which... You know, as a developer, like people ask me, well, don't you don't don't you want people to not use Adblocker? Like, no, I think advertisements are the like the problem with the Internet. It's the reason that everyone is producing garbage content. Ad blockers are great. No, nothing. Both of you dead, dead to the world. Am I am I muted? Fine. You have to. You have to. Edit this. You get to edit. What comment were you? What, what comment were you looking for there? I'm sorry. I don't know any comment. Basic affirmation. Awesome. Fine. I thought we were winding them Good down job, before that Tom. article came out. You know what? Discord has my back more than you guys do. This is why I visit once every three years. Fine. What do you do once every three years? Wait, what did I just miss? <laughs> he he oh, only visit. visits once, once San every Diego. three years. Gotcha. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. Hey, I, John, I hit John, a wall. Yep. John, are you, are you going to uh, Minneapolis? Do not know yet. What's in Minneapolis? It's Something. a thing, man. It's a thing. Huh? It's a thing. A thing. We'll talk about it n- another night. Not tonight. Not tonight? You're too tired to talk about it? What? You no, sleep don't cliffhanger. Like cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. We'll talk about it another week. Oh, my God. Minneapolis. Keep, keep, nope, keep people guessing. All right. Fine. We'll talk about it another night. Not tonight. We don't want to give me, we don't give Tom too much of a heads up. So no, let me let me talk to the wife. I'll let you know. All right. I, I keep forgetting to bring it up. All right. Mine can't stop talking about it. So Well, that's because she's homeless. Anywhere yeah. that has <laughs> anywhere that has heating is nice. <laughs> All right. I think that's we'll talk about that more later. I think that's I think that's gonna do it for tonight's show. I, I'm actually very happy I've been able to stay online this entire time. So it's impressive. We're going to wrap it up here. Episode 266 is in the can. I'm Eric. 
I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it, one, keep it ugly. One, two, one, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people love me shouts out to php the ugly it's called ugly because it's not professional but i'm about to come through and bless it with style so let's do it when i'm spitting i perfume the room yo the segment of the show is called doom and gloom that came from thomas yeah can nobody go beyond this i get the mic and then i'm about to keep it like a promise yeah and y'all know we fill them up with anguish we talking about the php the programming language about to break it down no exaggeration what do y'all do for a living web applications okay i can dig it my words spray tight uh they're getting together on the thursday nights yeah when it comes to rhyming you can call me the new dude i spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on youtube so let's get it you know my lyrics are major all up in the comments they got plenty of haters but they doing what they doing keep it ugly we end in every show with the saying it's lovely let's go yeah come on hey